Recorded live. All right, guys, it's Tuesday morning. The dust is settled. That means you know what time it is. It's time for the weekly WTHH What the Hell Happened? When we look back at the week that was in PTD and try to figure out exactly what the hell did happen. Uh, uneventful week, I guess, would be the word that, that comes to mind first at hand compared to the prior week where the points were being scored, new high-scoring records, and all kinds of things were going on. Uh, this week, much more quiet. Not as many big-time performances. Scores very low. In fact, the high score of the week goes to Stephen Meyer, so congratulations, 10 bucks for you. With only 136 points, I think, which is about 15 or 20 points lower than any other week uh, so far this season. So scores are definitely down. Some really bad performances all around. Uh, some teams with some really bad losses, some teams with some really ugly wins. So kind of an uneventful, ugly-type week. Uh, before we get to the game, we'll start by looking at the standings. We'll start in the United Division, which is a train wreck uh, of a division. It's a disgusting division. But the Nightmare are in control of 3-1, and one, but they're not disgusting because they're, they're, they're a top team in this league, even though Mr. 200 is now Mr. 100 coming off a big loss. Take that one, Jesse. But they're three and one. They're, they've clinched the division already. It's theirs. They're going to win it, no problem. Because the rest of the division is pretty trashy. The Hellions and the Eternals are the most fraudulent two and teams I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, because they should have combined wins, but they are combined to be five hundred at four and four. And then the Maniacs, a big win for them, huge win. They needed a win, or their season was probably close to over. And they got it. It wasn't pretty, but they got what they needed. And hopefully that can, uh, you know, turn it around for Matt and his maniacs sitting in the basement there at one and three. The American division, it ain't much prettier than the United division. But the, the, the Spectres, uh, the problem is the Spectres are pretty good and they're pretty lucky. And that's a bad combination. But the problem is they've been good and lucky in weeks one, two, three, and four, which we all know really means squat in this league, uh, because 13-14, or 14-15, or and 16 are when you need to be good and lucky. So hopefully they don't blow their load too early. But they're the class of the division. They're one of the class teams in the league at 4-0. and The Outlaws, boy, they shit the bed, all right, sitting there at 2-2. Two and two. Uh, The Brawlers with a tough loss at 1-3. and three. And, and, and the Winers, high-scoring team of the week. You know, you jettison all your players, and you put the high score of the week. The Brawlers may try it this week. Let's see what happens. Uh, but they're sitting there tied with the Brawlers at last. And those two teams look like they're going nowhere, and they're going there fast. Uh, and then in the National Division, I mean, you can have this. just ultra-competitive, but I can't get much better than this. The National Division, after four weeks, every team is 2-2. Two and two. I mean, it, So they're all tied for first, and they're all tied for last. So congratulations, guys. Um, if you want to feel good about yourself on this Tuesday morning, you're all tied for first. If, if, you know, you're a pessimist and just want to make yourself feel a little worse this morning, congratulations. You're all tied for last. Um, but that's the United, or excuse me, the National Division. Anybody's race. Uh, should be fun to watch how this one unfolds. I still think the Assassins uh, are the class of that division. The Degenerates have got some injuries. They have no depth. Um, and I said that in the beginning. If they have some injuries, are they going to be able to overcome them? Luckily, they played the Hellions this week, so they were. With that said, let's get to why you come to the show and listen. What the, te- what the hell happened? And let's start with the Degenerates against the Hellions. Final score, LVD 110.06 to the Hellions 78.82, which is about 50 points more than they probably should have scored. 
But the Hellions had a few bright spots on their team, and they jettisoned them this week. That's my word of the week, if you can't tell. Big word. Um, but Nikki Franchise, newly acquired, puts up 18 points. Danny Woodhead puts up 16. Uh, and then he has uh, two guys at zero. Uh, his kicker put up 18. So he had three guys in double figures, but one was a kicker. Um, that usually doesn't bode well for your team. Lance Dunbar did put up six points in his farewell performance for the team after blowing every ligament in his knee. Really sad to see a cowboy go down like that. Um, but the Hellions are just that this is going to be a reoccurring theme now. They they got their lucky games and and it could be a long stretch run of losses now. And it degenerates. It wasn't pretty. Peyton Manning is not going to be a serviceable number one quarterback this year. Forsett was reborn. Forte looks good. Foster, you can't expect too much. First game back, he didn't look too good. Uh, Antonio Brown is not going to be the same receiver with Michael Vick, and that's going to hurt. Martellus Bennett was huge. I mean, Martellus Bennett almost outscored the Hellions by himself, I think. Um, but the degenerates, this is what you got to do. Sometimes you need a little luck. They didn't play well. They would have lost to many, many other teams in this, uh, about one, two, three, four, five, maybe half the other teams in the league this week. But they were playing the right team to have a bad week, and they get the win, and that's the bottom line. Maniacs against the Brawlers. Uh, and what turned out to be a really close game, a good game, and it was predicted to be a close game. Uh, I think the prediction, the spread, and beat the spread was eight. I think according to NFL, it was three, and it came down to be three. So it pretty much was a very close game. Uh, final score, Maniacs 109.38 to the Brawlers 105.92. Uh, and Russell Wilson did enough. Tried to fumble it away a couple times there at the end, but he did enough to pull the victory out. Hoskins with the two long field goals was the key. Um, Todd Gurley picking up a lot of garbage. I mean, if you watch the Gurley, he picked up 62 yards on the last drive. Uh, you know, you guys in this league, you aren't too swift, so I'll help you out there. That's 6.2 points. He won by three. Yeah, a little garbage right there at the end, you see. Uh, but no, that's not it. And obviously, I pulled Doug Martin half hour before kickoff. I would have won the game easily without with Doug Martin in. But what the hell happened in this one is real simple. Touchdowns. Touchdowns won this game. You look over at the Maniacs, Jeremy Hill, garbage game, but he picked up three touchdown runs. Uh, Eric Decker, touchdown. Terrence Williams, touchdown. Right there, you got three, four, you got five touchdowns. You go over to the Brawlers. We only had two. Baldwin and Garcon, no other touchdowns. And that's it. That's the difference in the game. Not an excuse to pull in the wrong guy playing the wrong matchup. We all had that. I mean, I can look down at the Maniacs. He had Cecil Shorts down there with 17 points. So I can't blame playing the wrong guy because we all have guys on our bench that probably outscored our starters. Touchdowns it came down to. Um, close game, pretty uneventful. Nuke was good for me. Jeremy Hill was good for him. They kind of pushed each other. Quarterbacks were a push. Running backs was a big advantage. Tight ends were disgusting. The defense is Eh, not too bad. The kickers were both great. Comes down to touchdowns, and that's what the hell happened in this. Maniacs did a much-needed win. In the purse fight of the week, the Eternals against Pinky. Uh, the final score, Eternals, with 86.62. And, yes, they did win with 86 points. Against Pinky, who put up a whopping 73.54 points. But that's what pink teams do. Um, I really don't know what to say about this one. Right, let's see. The Eternals had three guys in double figures. Uh, Pinky had three guys in double figures. Uh, that's it. That's all I got to say. It was really an ugly game. Tyrod Taylor didn't do much. Abdullah didn't do much in his debut. Uh, there's not much to say. I mean, this was an ugly game. But you got to be lucky sometimes. You put up a shitter, 
like the Eternals did, and you pull off a victory. Uh, Outlaw's got some performances. Lamar Miller is just hopefully a coaching change will help him. Peterson did his thing. Fitz was in double figures. You can't complain. Uh, but that that wide receiver number two and three is really hurting the Outlaws right now. Melvin Gordon can't seem to get going. And Matty Ryan was down a little bit this game. Uh, and that certainly didn't help him right there. So just an all-around bad week for both teams. But the funny thing is the two teams that had the worst week basically basically played each other. One of them has to win. Moving on to the nightmare against the Bruins. Final score, Bruins 117.12 to Mr. 100. Wait, 102 points. First loss on the season for the nightmare. Sucks when Julio doesn't score 30 every week, huh? Because he's not going to. Uh, but, you know, Nightmare just had a, had a down week, you know? They still had one, two, three, four, five, six guys in double figures. I mean, you know, it just isn't too bad. But what was missing, obviously, Devontae Parker getting the goose egg. So starting one less guy didn't help. But they didn't have the big performance this week. They've been living on the 30 points from Julio, 39 from A.J. Green, 30 from Cobb. 30 from Newton. They've had every week 20-some from the Broncos' D. They've had the big performances every week. But how happened? They didn't get the big performance this week. They didn't get bad performances. Six guys in double figures. But they didn't get those big-time performances. And when you're putting up big points like they were in the first two weeks, you're getting big-time performances, and that didn't happen this week. Bruins did enough behind the stud of the week, Devontae Freeman. I look back, and I, as far as I know, he's the first guy in PTD history to get back-to-back 30-point games. I think Julio may have done it earlier this year. I checked all the other seasons. I didn't check this season, of course. Um, But I'm pretty confident in saying he's the first to get back-to-back 35-point seasons. With 39 last week, 35 this week. He's the stud of the week. 80 yards receiving on five catches, 68 rushing, three touchdowns. Uh, You know, when your quarterback scores seven points and you can walk out and steal a win – you know, that's pretty That's pretty good. you you got to count your blessings when that happens because if quarterbacks only score seven in this league, you usually are not going to win many games unless you got the stud of the week, and that's what Devontae was. The difference is obviously a huge game on the Bruins' side, no huge game on the Nightmare side. Bruins 2-2, two and two, Nightmare 3-1. and one. In the game of the week, the Spectres against the Assassins, two argue, arguably two of the best, the best two teams in the league, but definitely two of the top three or top four. Uh, obviously, the Spectres, when they don't have their big guns, they didn't have Brady and Gronk, you, you kind of expect to lose. But when you can play your two best players that have been telling you all season and still get a win, big win right there for the Spectres. 119.74 to 116.16. Spectres didn't have a good week. They're getting no production. Well, Latavius Murray's been good, but they're getting nothing from DeMarco. Running back's going to be a big problem for this team, I think. Uh, but Vincent Jackson had a Vincent Jackson line of, of four years ago. Macklin continues to put up good numbers, both of them over 20. Andy Dalton with a good game, filling in for Brady. They had three guys, you know, Dalton had not 18. We're going to count that as 20. So three guys at 20, and, you know, that's pretty good. You get three guys at 20, you're going to be in or win most games. Demarius hasn't had his breakout game. Jordan Reed and his newly acquired Jordan Reed gets hurt. Um, doesn't help, but... The Spectres didn't do much. I should say 119 points, but they did enough to win. And the Assassins, I gave the dud of the week. It should have been Brandon Cook. I'm getting tired of picking my own players up. But I gave it to Golden Tate. Uh, he's, what, newly acquired, I believe. And he goes out on Monday night just needing, what, eight points or so to seal the deal for his new team. And he comes up with three catches for 29 yards. Dud. 
Stevie Smith in his first game or a dud. Uh, Brandon Marshall had a good game. Le'Veon Bell is just Le'Veon Bell. Rodgers and Charles are Rodgers and Charles. So his big guys, Rodgers, Bell, Charles, did their thing. Even Marshall, who's been consistent this year. But his other guys, his Smith, his Tate, Jordan Cameron, his, his support players didn't support this week, and that's what the hell happened in this game. And we move on to the last game of the week, which was the Winers against the Mercs. Uh, it turned out to be the highest-scoring game of the week. In fact, it's really kind of tough for the Mercs. They would have beat every other team except one. So they just they had the wrong opponent. That's what the hell happened in this one. Final score, Winers 136.96. To the Mercs, 119.50. What the hell happened? Mercs just played the, the the wrong team at the wrong time. The Winers jettison their players, and they get lucky. Tavon Austin with 27 points. Kobe Fleener with 23. I think that's 23 more than he had on the season. Sammy Bradford finally in the second half put up about 20 of the 24 points. Um, so it's three guys over 20. Crowell with 14. Ted Ginn, two catches, two touchdowns. Yeah, that's going to happen a lot. 15 points, just kickers and double figures. So that's a pretty balanced. I mean, you got one, two, three, four, five, six guys in double figures, but when three of those six are over 20, you put up a fairly good amount of points, and that's what the Winers did this week. Mercs had a good game from Bortles. I mean, he's basically playing QB roulette down here, or throwing in, you know, throwing against the wall and see what shit he's won sticks. Bortles stuck this week. He picked the right one with 19 points. C.J. Anderson and Frank Gore are just Old and a dud or a bust. And I'll let you guys decide which one is which. New stud John Brown with 12 points, maybe his career high. Um, Amari Cooper, 13. He's getting better and better and better. Mike Evans shouldn't be in the lineup, but he continues to trot him out there. Can't fault you, Jacob. I would do that too. But Mike Evans, right now it's the V-Jack show. Winston, for some reason, doesn't like Evans. I think he's banging his girl. Dante Moncrief with 10 points. 20 from Charles Clay, a big game. So, I mean, the Mercs had a good game. Once again, I could say three, four, five, six, seven guys in double figures. But the difference is the Miners had those three guys over 20. The Mercs didn't have anybody. And that was the difference in this game. Tough loss for, loss for the Mercs. If there's a silver lining, a little consolation. Now, you know, they did, would have beat just about every other team in the league. So that's it. That's the week that was. Steve has already uh, released the power rankings for this week. Go to the forums. Make sure you check them out. Once again, buddy, thanks for doing that. I appreciate it. If you haven't been to the forums, Jesse last week did a great job. All those trades, just a flurry of them. He went through and kind of analyzed them all, which I appreciate getting a little chatter going. Stop by. Give us your thoughts, guys. I mean, that's why we have a message board. It's to use. Um, But that's it. Have a good week. Week two, the dust is officially settled. Uh, It's over. Some teams clearly established themselves as threats. Some teams have clearly established themselves as not. Then we got a whole shitload of two and two teams that are somewhere in the middle there, which could go either way. We'll have to see how that unfolds in week five. Have a good week, guys. I'll be around Sunday to chat football, and I'll be back next Tuesday, 7 o'clock a.m., to figure out what the hell happened. I'm out. Have a good week, guys. Later.